Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 232, episode four of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Thursday, April 14th, 2022, which of course means that it is National Ex-Spouse Day. Yep. Shout out. Give give a little hello. How you doing to the ex-spouse in your life? I guess this sounds it sounds like you know how because all these things are made up by people right and it's just you can tell by the way this holiday is written it's by a haunted divorcee because (laughs) it says very few marriages end amicably each year on April 14th National Ex-Spouse Day encourages those who have dissolved a marriage to forgive their former spouse and move beyond any anger or bitterness (laughs) that may remain and even those that do aren't free from angst or regrets like Aaron yeah. Okay, yeah. I cheated on you with your sister, but like, have some forgiveness. And first of all, like, very few marriages end amicably. Like, that's let's just start that out. Like, don't yeah. be holding me to some crazy Whoa, made-up standard when I think there are only two successful marriages in the history of humankind. So, yeah. 
Well, if you go back, you said the person who created it, Reverend Ronald Coleman of Kansas City, created this holiday in 1987 as a way to dissolve the bitterness that is often associated with divorce. In its inaugural year, he handed out buttons that read, I'm okay, your history. I'm okay, your history? Yeah. So it's for people who... Probably for people who are holding on to the pain of a divorce. Got it. Okay. Although I like it from the perspective of you're the person who has guilt from doing the other person right. wrong. You'd be like, you need to let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that sound, it sounds like his heart was in the right place, but the way the way it's been co-opted, as yeah. things tend to be. The wording also sounds like we're celebrating the ex-spouse, which you're like, yay, my ex-husband or wife or partner or whatever, right. rather than like, hey, man, let go of the pain day. Anyways, shout out mm-hmm. to uh, bullshit holidays everywhere, and this yeah. one in particular. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. You got the Zeit one, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's crazy. That actually came uh, while I was out last week, and we, we were just talking about Pepsi, uh, Diet Pepsi, and, and that ad campaign, but that came out last week right. to me from at Bohemian Rhapsody. Spelled city, spelled Rap. like city, city Rap bank. City, city. Yeah, Rap but city they, the they spelled it like city bank. So maybe this is a soft pitch for like city bank to oh, sponsor a revival of rap. City. I think it's coming back with Big Tig. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We had talked about that. I believe it, that there's something happening and we will see Big Tig back in it. Will they be doing freestyles in the basement like in its heyday? Stay and tuned. will Citibank be involved? The question right. on all our minds. Will uh, Will Mayor Eric Adams be there? Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Yes, it's Miles Gray celebrating uh, the earliness of the Major League Baseball season. Coming straight down Lancashire Boulevard is Hideo Noho. Um, yeah, just didn't have time to check out the AKs. So just mm. going with my tried and true. Is that a winding? Boulevard, Lancashire. Lancashire's pretty, pretty straight on. Pretty mm. straight on. Would have been yeah. good if it was winding because of Hedda yeah. and Oho's delivery. The, you know but... the the North Hollywood like that. It's pretty gridded up. You gridded know I mean? up. We have some fucking weird intersections, but nothing where it's like, yo, what the fuck is that street up to? Mm. Well, Miles, we're yeah. thrilled to be joined by a hilarious writer, comedian, podcast yes. host, one of the best followers on Twitter. Formerly the man behind House of Highlights, the founder of a creative studio, Follow Through, which yep. makes Sneak This and uh, a bunch of funny shit, a fu- funny sports content. He's also got an upcoming NBA podcast with iHeart uh, and the NBA called Running the Break. It is the brilliant and talented CJ Toledano! CJ! What, what is up, guys? What's Jack up, Miles? Uh, we're How's thrilled to have you. Good, Good man. Running. How are you? I'm good. It's been a minute. We were just catching up before the call, but or before the the pod, and yeah, yeah it's uh, it feels this. I'm I'm always looking for the thing that is the marker that the pandemic is is kind of over. It's never going to be fully over. Uh, right. This is this is one of those I think, except yeah. we're on Zoom and not in a studio, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's not over. But uh, yeah, it's, it's great to over. see you guys. It's, it's great, great to see, see you. you. Yeah. Did the yeah. last time we had you on was in person, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it was in person, and the stories I thought were dark, and it just got darker and darker. <laughs> yeah, yeah look at that. Tends to be this country. <laughs> uh, what what's new with you, man? Anything? Uh, not much is new. Um, aside from a human being that we're going to be responsible for in yeah. in the coming days. 
So going to be a father with fellow former uh, iHeart podcast host Megan Gailey. Yeah. Um, so we're TDZ just reg. Yeah, yeah, we're just uh, we're getting ready for that. Very very excited. I'm excited for Megan to hopefully feel relief, even though she says that's not going to come for a while. But um, yeah, going to be a father. So that's that's, that's primarily what I'm really excited for. Work stuff. Yep, yeah, staying busy. Yeah. Mm. Is that who? Who are we looking at behind you? What's that? What's that Bulls jersey back there? So this is a we got a, a Wizards um, Jordan MJ. alternate throwback. It's a it's a Washington Bullets throwback, but it's uh, when when with, Jordan with wore Jordan. Those years. That's yeah. Right. yeah, awesome man. All right, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things that we're talking about. I mean, right right up top. Two more freaking weeks of masks on planes. Are you serious, bro? <laughs> Are you serious? Come Masks on. on planes. Will Ugh! they ever come off as the Drudge Report's headline stated? Will they ever this is come people off? people are still still real mad about mass on planes. I I'm surprised that two weeks is the time frame they're talking about. That seems a little short for people who have to take multiple flights a day as part of air crews. But so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Don Jr. We'll talk about just a, a little check in with a copaganda of the past few days. Oof. So so we're gonna talk about that. Plenty more. But first, CJ, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Guys, I had a lot of fun with this because I just realized, and this isn't the first time, but I'm trying to find the longest iPhone cord that like actually works. Mm. It's a long iPhone cord because I usually just type this into Amazon, but now I was like, I got to hit the internet streets. I got to go outside that giant corporation and I got to find the longest iPhone cord. Like you can go mow a lawn with your phone plugged in. It's like, because I just, I, I'm a person who lets, I don't know if you guys are like this, but you let your phone die. Yeah. And I just, again, I'm going to be a father. I can't be having that. But also, so when I'm home and I'm I'm chilling, I just need, I can't be losing juice while I'm at home with some right. outlets nearby. But I also need to move freely with it. So trying to invest in, I, the, the longest I've found that's worked for me has been 12 feet. Yeah. I'd I love to find something 20, 25. I think that would be oh. a game changer. Okay. You know, be wild though, is they make, you know how like back in like the eighties and nineties, people had that kitchen phone that had the long cord on it. So you could fucking like take that shit through half the house. The winding one. Yeah. Bring that back as an iPhone charger. Yes. (laughs) So you're like, yo, it coils back up. It's right there. If I need to fucking take it on the go, I can. That was like cord has like kind of completely gone away. Like what the what 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 is the pasta version the pasta equivalent of? I was gonna say it's a curly, it's like a curly fry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the yeah, curly like a, fry of cords. Yeah, and yes. I feel like that was like the basis of so many '80s movie scenes where it was oh, like yeah. a a parent on the go who had to like run around to every room in their house while still being on a corded right. kitchen phone. Or like a, a great scene where it's a parent trying to get the kids out of the house while they're on the phone and exactly. everyone's like limboing around the cord and shit. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, sorry. And you get twisted up in it. it the scene ends where they run just too far and get yanked yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. And it's like right. parenting is hard. And then the phone mm-hmm. goes in the oatmeal and you're yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> and the dog goes like this. Yeah. What? But why do we think that? Like that was a pretty efficient cord. The fact, I mean, I, I guess it got tangled a lot, but the fact yeah. that it could stretch, but generally would like take up less space, seems 
like a benefit, like a, a, good, a beneficial design. We have so many chords in our life. I don't have a single one that is shaped like that. Well, I could maybe because like a power cord, it's hard to coil a power cord and like have it go through like that constant stress. And then it probably mm. gets fucked. I don't know. I'm playing engineer here for a second. But yeah, that's that could to me the only be the only reason. Right. I just feel like we became anti-cord over the last two decades. Yeah. Like yeah. we we just we we ditched the basics, the, the right. core of it all. And it's like just the spring recoil was great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, look, uh Zyking, if you know where to get a even a fucking a 30 footer, hit CJ up. Cause I'm at I'm I'm with you. Like excited. I'm at that phase too. I'm like, I plant chargers around my house. Mm-hmm. So like by my couch now. I got a fucking 12 footer, like just peeking out the cushion. So if ever I'm on there, I can be like, fuck it. I can charge right here. Open the freezer. There's yep. a charger right there. Oh there's yeah. Freezer right under there. the yeah. sink. I got one. You know what I mean? You never know. <laughs> yeah. The, the don't let your phone run out thing has been something that I've become religious about since having kids, because first of all, like there's the obvious stuff. You don't want, you want to be able to capture a precious moment you want to always have have your phone ready if there's like an emergency or it's also like something that you don't hear as much is like there's a lot of downtime like not, it, be, especially in the early days like there you are both like constantly doing something and also very bored a lot yeah. of the time so it, it's good to to have that thing there just in case you need to in case you need to scroll while the baby's dozing i spend probably on average, since my kids were born, like two hours a day, like just waiting for them to fall asleep, <laughs> like mm-hmm. just sitting next to them, them waking up. I'm I'm bad at sleep training, but that's, you know, just waiting with them as they fall asleep. So you're yeah. not doing anything. I'm not neglecting them, but I. But you're like, let's be real. This fun. isn't fun for me. Well, yeah. Jack, let me ask you this about being a new parent. Is there a lot of like, is this normal Googling? Um, Like. Yeah, I, I feel yeah, like yeah. one of the biggest fears that every every new parent tells me is like they check and see if their kid is breathing every you know five seconds. <laughs> yeah, which is really scary. I still I still struggle with like yeah the like I I'm not a person who has like in, intrusive thoughts of like my own safety and stuff. But with kid mm-hmm. with our kids, it's definitely a struggle. And there's just weird weird stuff that <laughs> comes out of their yeah. body. Yeah. Should my baby's head be spinning around? You know, right, right, should right. my baby's belly button be as big as their head? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. purple. Good. <laughs> so I need my phone to be charged to Google. Our youngest that had a thing coming out of his belly button that was like, "Well, this can't be good." Like that. Right. That's that <laughs> seems like it's most of his body. Like that seems like that is most of his body weight is in there. And the doctor was like, "Nah, it'll go away." And we we're like, "There's no way this is fucking going <laughs> away. This is where does a fucking child?" <laughs> right. And then the body just swallowed it up as he grew. It was wild. Oh my it god! Just went away. It sw- it didn't throw it like throw I, it away. Like it, we didn't actively watch it as it like sucked it in like linguini, but <laughs> right, like watching I got pasta a on the brain. You're like, here it goes, here it goes, here it goes. Oh my god! Also, uh, just a, an alternative if functionality is all you're looking for in the long cords is extension cords. Underrated. You can yeah. always get you can get a 50 foot extension that oh, you're just dragging well, around with you if you want. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Trade orange, you know, like you're on a construction site. <laughs> just, yeah, just right in the middle duty. of your mid-century home, just a thick orange. <laughs> orange <laughs> cord. 
great. They make them in white and black and yep. you know brown. Which we need a wood grain, even. wood grain. Yeah, wood grain. Style <laughs> Yo, here's my wood grain extension. Have I talked about the time when we like I just moved to Missouri and my wife wanted to like be eco conscious and so and we had a yard like this was like our starter home in in Columbia, Missouri, and everybody, no matter how small your yard was had a riding lawnmower and we we bought an electric lawnmower that needed to be plugged in the whole time. <laughs> and oh, so shit. that that was a crash course in extension cords. I mowed through like 3 of them <laughs> and I, anytime I was out there I was uh I looked like I was just doing some vacuuming because it was like such a slight lawnmower. Right, and you have like you have one hand Yeah, like, and I'm having the wrangling. one hand on the cord yeah. doing it back and forth. And like to the point that people would stop and like look at me and it was right. They, they thought it was cute. My I mean, yeah. Midwestern like, at neighbors. that point, your gardening looks more like being like an on-court NBA cameraman or like <laughs> right. you got the camera and then you got the cord wrangler behind yeah, exactly. you. Like, no, you're yeah. good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Doing a lot of whipping it around over right. to make sure there's nothing <laughs> yeah, way. Right. Right. Neighborhood yeah. kids are jump roping. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Holding your arm real high. <laughs> yeah. Keep it away. And shit. Yeah. Uh, what is something that you think is overrated, CJ? I don't know if you guys are TikTok heads like myself, and I might be old, and this might be like late, but that Tom's Diner cover. Do you guys know this? Maybe I should have linked it. Yeah, which is a great song, and then these like two Hozier wannabes come in and they do like this hiccup singing no and then it's become like the you know the the uh process of tiktok songs at least or sounds is like right hey everyone who wants their video to go viral will make it their background music so now my algorithm my feed is just every single category of a viral video with this awful cover behind it and i just Ugh. and then I, I saw it it's like on the billboard charts or on the spotify charts and i just can't escape it I can't even imagine trying to bring Hozier level like <laughs> earnestness to the da, 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 da. like that is supposed to be just like that that they seem like they're at the opposite ends of like intention from well, from the artist from the it's vocalist. Definitely a take, you know. It's like. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like they're not going to go viral covering it like the, the the smooth. I don't even know who the original artist is. So, like, yeah, they, they bring Vega. in their raspy, their raspy voice, and and you're like, oh, okay, this is jarring. And then some people were like, it's so jarring, I like it, and I should put a trick shot video to the sounds <laughs> of this. Here, hold and, on, let's let's listen to it really quick okay. so we have an idea of it. I, I, Justin, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine we're not going to put it in the show, but just for our <laughs> reference, here, I'll play yeah. it. Ah! <laughs> All right, so okay. I just don't know if they're serious. All right, we're back. We just listened to it. Oh, uh, shit. I am sitting in the morning at the time on the corner. <laughs> and it feels it on the way. Like, what the fuck is Tom Waits and shit coming in? Yeah. The, oh, the original feels like it is like the artist is disappearing like that that feels yeah. like that's what that song is about that artist is disappearing from ha the boredom of like the situation mm -hmm. and that cover is being like <laughs> fucking look at me yeah look at me. <laughs> right right now look feel my emotions watch that me take liberties with this melodic and it feels it only <laughs> <laughs> 
halfway and before I even argue, he is looking out the window. Like, like it sounds like a coffee house open mic prank. Like everyone yeah. is just trying to mind their own business. Oh, and the person's like, I'm going to turn this place uh, like, upside right. down. And Slowly, then like, uh, it's just all of the, the phlegm from his stomach up to right. his esophagus. The reaction it's, of the other patrons in the coffee shop, they're like, oh, okay, I can have a little trumpet. That's okay. And they're like, oh, and when it's, then it starts, I am sick in the morning. And they're like, what the fuck? And then you get hit with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, this is this That's coffee rough. shop has gone downhill. Tom's Diner, what happened to you? Yeah. It's funny. I was just talking to uh, producer Becca the other day. I was at the fucking liquor store. Do you ever see this shit where people start bumping TikTok tunes out their car like it's fucking, you know, the summer of 02 and where the party at with Jagged Eggs just came out? Yeah. Like, that's the shit I see right now. I was at the liquor store. This woman bought, I'm not joking, like 13 mini shooters of flavored vodka, <laughs> got in her Honda, uh, her Honda CRV, rolled the windows down to start playing that one track from TikTok that goes, You want to bamba? That one. <laughs> she was one, blasting You want to bamba out her fucking car, let that shit cook, and then slow motioned out of the parking lot. Like, we were like, yeah. Yo, there she goes. Drink it in. Wow. <sighs> That's, um... You want to bamba. <laughs> so, it, and is the song starting right where the TikTok like videos start using it or has she gone and done the research found the song and is just like playing the song that's my question no she's, like, she's she, playing the actual just... track okay All right. yeah like almost like oh yeah like i fuck with this but like she had the vibe of someone who like by osmosis kept hearing it because someone else is using tiktok or she's so tiktok brained like i've right. fallen into that shit too or like i'm like i really like this song and yeah. then i'm listening to it very quietly in my airpods hmm. Uh, what is something you think is underrated, CJ? Mm, I, this one might just be me, but uh, the Fly on the Wall podcast, and I, I don't want to promote other podcasts and other networks, but David Spade and Dana <laughs> All right, let's just cut host. this off, man. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, get this other network. Get this out of here. <laughs> SNL, you know Nostalgia and History, yeah. the podcast is here for that. David Spade, Dana Carvey. They just talk about SNL and, and we're like losing some, some big comedians, I feel like in the last few months. And so I'm yeah. like, we're really cherishing hearing get him, uh, yeah. David Spade talk about behind the scenes of Joe Dirt. And so it's truly my one escape and I'm like recommending it to everyone. And oh, I love that. not many people are really enjoying the recommendation, but, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm finding it uh, a lot of fun to listen to. So that's my underrated selection for today. That's. Do we ever talk about the development team on this podcast, Miles? Because that's no. one that I think we knew about a while back before it launched, and I was like, "Yo, this is gonna be great!" Like, this yeah. is, listen to these two dudes talk to each other is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and that's just such a good format because, like, some things just don't have like the kind of like director's commentary or something you'd like on the DVD yes. or some shit. Like, I would listen to like an oral history of like In Living Color. You know what I yes. mean? Like, imagine that shit. Well, that's so. If you if this if you guys passed on this, the in living color one is some like you guys got to get a move on on it. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Keenan, Keenan. I don't, I don't think we passed on it as did not gotcha, have gotcha. have the uh, budget that was financial required. might. Uh huh. But worth it. Uh, it, what have you learned anything like it? Cause I, I kind of like I've read the live from New York and all mm -hmm. you know the oral histories and used to like 
basically listen to podcasts like yep. a genre of podcast was like listening to comedians tell stories about their SNL tryouts <laughs> like, yeah. basically for a while there. So, I mean, just the, I, I like hearing more about like SNL character movies are such a thing of the past. Um, mm. And there were like attempts that were, you know, more recent than we recall or like knew about. So like, even today that the Bill Hader episode dropped and um, hearing like the possibility of like a Stefan movie would have been incredible. But then like, th- then Dana Carvey started talking about the Hans and Franz movie and like, they're all the biggest uh, hurdle for all of these is that like, yeah, you take Hans and Franz out of a gym. It does not work. You take <laughs> Stefan behind like they're like Mulaney and, and Hader were saying that Stefan didn't work as a sketch. It only right. could be at the update desk. So, but ever that's how we all know the success of these characters and taglines. Like can, can Lorne make a movie of it? And for the most part, no, because like even the ones that came out, no one liked. Even though I loved the the Ladies Man movie, I'll I did right too. That one. It's yeah, so funny because that was that hit DVD when I was like a freshman in yep. college, and that was a that was heavy rotation. As was yeah. Night at the Roxbury. Yep. And then I mean, McGrew the movie. I think it might be the movie that most like shouldn't have worked and. Like the the gap between how well it should have worked and how well it does work, the the largest might be MacGruber. Uh, yeah, I'm right. personally a big fan of that movie. Well, that has such a specific like perspective, even for it to be like a really condensed kind of quick sketch. Like right. you, you knew how to put, like extend that. Whereas like to your point about Stefan, like that was more of a bit between Mulaney and Bill Hader to get yeah. him to crack at the desk. And that was like the fun of it. We were also kind of witnessing. So it's a little bit hard to like transpose that too. Yeah. Like MacGruber was able to, if they like had decided in, in general, let's make a really good action movie parody, you know? And like, they were able to do that. Plus a lot of very sketchy elements, but like right. Stefan, it's like, well, I, I guess, yeah. What, what sort of format can you, can you use um, to, to carry out 90 minutes? And I, I don't know. Right. The yeah, I mean MacGruber the sketch though. Let yes. sh- let's remember <laughs> was making fun of a single yeah. trope from the show MacGyver. Yes, that like no other show really used that much. Mm-hmm. And then it was just it was the same shit over and over. <laughs> like and that was the joke. And then they turned that into like the best kind of over-the-top parody of an action movie, I think, of our time, personally. But yeah, I mean, who who knows? But that's that's amazing that they tried to make a Stefan movie. I, I would have liked to have seen what I, they came up with. Yo, would you watch a 90-minute him just saying, this place has everything, <laughs> and he goes <laughs> for 90 build, minutes? Build, build. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And 
Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts oh hi i'm rachel zoe and i'm back for another season of my podcast climbing in heels you might know me from the rachel zoe project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist and guess what I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, and... You know, the the media has announced that we're going to be wearing masks on planes for two more weeks, and they are reacting like children have been told, like, that 
they have to, I don't know, that the, their birthday has been delayed by two weeks. Like, it's just, they're, they're like, it's never going to come off then. What the fuck? Like, I, my, like the, my response to two more weeks is, wait, how the fuck is there going to ever be like a yeah. busy travel industry with flight crews flying multiple times a day jammed into a small tube with people not wearing masks? Like, how, yeah. how is that going to work? And we have two weeks to figure that out. But everybody else's response seems to be like, you fucking kidding me? Guys, I, I want to look at the bright spot of this. And mm -hmm. it means two more weeks of people being taped to their chair. <laughs> I, like that, it got, it, it got so crazy. Like these Karen videos that in like airline people or like flight attendants or whatever, having to fight people by taping them to their chair and taping their mouth shut. Like we've gotten right. to that and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, and like, I'm never not going to wear a mask on a flight. Yeah, me too. Same. I, I like not getting, not being sick yeah. every time I get off a plane. Yeah. Like, In my mind, the mask can come off when therapeutic drugs are so good that like if the second you have COVID, you can just go get like Tylenol COVID. Yeah. And then it's like, it's really like that. But until then, like, I really, it's, it's really difficult to like feel safe. Knowing, like, especially on a plane, you know, you're I get that the air is circulated and like transmission rates are not super high on airplanes and shit like that. But it like, well, I guess the, the positive to CJ's point is I'm looking forward to three weeks from now because then maybe we don't need them anymore. <laughs> is that the deal when they say, all right, two more weeks. OK, right, right. Then it'll be figured out by the third week. Like, yeah, huh? they got this. They got this. That's the implication here, which I like. But the. I guess it's a AP article is saying the mask mandate is the most visible vestige of government restrictions to control the pandemic. There's been a slight increase in cases in recent weeks driven by this new strain. And because most positive tests are at home tests, yeah. it's not we don't know how many people are testing positive. So the numbers aren't going up. The only time we're going to know how severe this wave is is when people start dying in a couple weeks and, hey, maybe we should wait for that. And the majority response seems to be like, no, the masks are uh, fucking chin diapers. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, and like, what the... Oh, man, people have too much energy uh, and they're putting it in the wrong fucking place. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, speaking of energy in the wrong place, let's talk about uh, Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. What's man. what's going on with this man? Man, I, he was so we every I feel like every week we get these coup text leaks, you know, oh, guess who was telling Mark Meadows about QAnon this week or guess who was begging him to fucking overturn the election? Well, last week we got just like the such clear, like even more clear evidence as if like existing between November 2020 and January 6th wasn't enough to be like, they are fucking, they're trying to do some shit. We, we have, now we got the fucking receipts. So well, even if that matters, because I think most people are like, what's the DOJ doing here? Uh, but the recent drop has to do with Mark Meadows. And this time though, he was getting messages from the president's oldest son, Key Bumps. So Key Bumps is texting him. This is two days after the election. Key Bumps is texting Mark Meadows saying, this is, this is exactly what the text says. Quote, it's very simple. We have multiple paths. We control them all. We have operational control, total leverage, moral high ground, 
POTUS must start second term now. So that's, that's what he's texting. That's like just making, t- like, he feels like he is in a position to order, like, the apparatus of the U.S. government. Right. Or he's like that friend when you before you go out to the club and he's too fucked up on drugs or alcohol. And he's like, yeah, man, and then we're going to go in there and we're going to get these bitches, man. And then we're going to party <laughs> with him. And you're like, OK, man, thank you. Just please take that energy somewhere else. That's not reflecting the reality of the situation. Let's be real. We're going to sit in this room and then complain about life by ourselves as single men. But now this plan that we see that he had, quote unquote, we saw it all happen, right? The primary goal was to sow chaos in swing states and lean on the secretaries of state to not certify the results or try to get their own slate of sham electors, which we saw like in Arizona, where like these group of Republicans are like, we are the real people certifying certifying the election. And the courts are like, please get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and since that didn't work, we saw what plan there's, you know, step two was or their fallback fallback plan was, which was to try and get the Congress to nullify the results and get Pence to you know, do the thing that he couldn't do. So honestly, this doesn't sound like people who really believed that the election was being stolen and they were right, like acting out of like righteous morality to try and like fight this off. It's all clear here. They're using burner phones. This guy's like, we control everything. Total leverage. We can make it all happen. We have multiple paths. We control them all. I just didn't. I mean, I'm not following this too closely, but didn't Trump a few weeks ago admit that the election wasn't stolen and then like everyone sort of didn't care like was like cool and then now i feel like he got bored of like looking sane for a minute and then it's now back to this i feel like if he had said that that would have been i don't know nothing he says is really that much of news anymore aside from like when he's like just trying to be like this is the best candidate for this state but i mean it's clear that he's he's trying to figure out what the fuck to do, too, because meanwhile, yeah. you also hear him. He's like begging Ron DeSantis to not run <laughs> for president and Loki being like, it'd be great if uh, you could announce you're not going to run against me and then I'll endorse you. How about that? Donald Trump senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not key bumps. Donald okay. Trump senior uh, okay. is out here like begging DeSantis to be like, let's do some tit for tat, which will be interesting how that plays out, because. It'll, you know, you'd love to see DeSantis and Trump just rip each other apart yeah. and see who comes out. But either way, we're looking at a very, very stinky situation. And the wild part is, despite those texts, Key Bump's lawyer is saying, uh, look, quote, after the election, Don Jr. received numerous messages from supporters and others. Given the date, this message likely originated from someone else and was forwarded. <laughs> so this is. This is essentially a soft affluenza defense, right? Oh, like, yeah. This is your honor. People were saying stuff to him. You can't. You just got to let understand. Like, he's just repeating what he heard. And he's a real dipshit. Your, your honor. honor, my client, who is a fucking angel child from heaven, <laughs> there is no way that could have been his eight ball or whatever it's called of cocaine in the car. It must have been in there from a previous occupant. Now, can we go to the golf course, Your Honor? We're going to lose our tea time. <laughs> right. Like, it's like you like it really does have that. Like, let me just say this. You'll agree and we can move on. But a lot of people have pointed out, though, like this main story about these texts was a story that was breaking from The New York Times. But they put that shit all the way back on page A15. Mm. Whereas, like, you know, many people are like, I remember Hillary's emails being like above the fold on the front page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. 
you got this guy out here being like, we got all the fucking paths, man, and control the leverage, bro. Like, let's fucking do this. And A15. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the New York Times stays taking L's. Is there any scenario on the horizon where, like, th- this investigation prevents him from running again in 2024? Like, what have people talked about? Like, what? So let's <laughs> say just they keep finding, like, just closets full of smoking guns like this, just like opening doors and getting like buried by smoking guns like it's a fucking Scooby-Doo cartoon. What is like the best case scenario for the future of democracy? Uh, my God, that's a hard one to know. I mean, I'm sure if he's like actually indicted and convicted. That yeah, I just think he's like we saw during his presidency, like he was so absurdly committing so many like crimes or like you know impeachment and whatnot but like the these rules are so loosely written and they have just all the money in the world to hire these weird ass lawyers that they will find a a path to run and it's just like it it makes me feel like this whole thing is like all this stuff is fake all these structures are like and it's just it's a dark it's a dark thought or like path i go down in my brain yeah it's it's hard right because there's nothing that constitutionally bars someone, even if they're convicted, you could run for president from jail. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So okay. the other thing people say is like the 14th Amendment, maybe, because that's the same thing they were trying to get Madison Cawthorn on, which is like, yo, if you were fucking around and like, because, you know, that's all after the Civil War being like, yo, if you're fucking around an insurrection, you can't hold office. That's disqualifying. That is more clear in its wording but again i'm not a legal scholar or constitutional scholar but from my understanding there aren't many things i'd imagine if he were in jail (laughs) you know he'd probably still run for i don't know that would be even more wild right you know but the the short answer is it all looks pretty bad and i think is a very clear indictment on how terribly this country is set up to prevent things like this from happening because everybody's kind of in on a scam on some level (laughs) <laughs> within yeah. some you know vertical or silo of the government so it we're not good at actually being able to like legally keep people out of office unless like you know there's a real concerted effort from most people in dc i feel like um, there's so many things w- where we went from like i think i think the you know new york times reading public new york times reading and believing public went in the last 10 years from like it can't happen here to like it could happen here. Just like so many different things could happen here and probably yeah. more easily than in most other countries. Like Right. Well, like, yeah. yeah. And they're demographic. You know, I mean, like you look at the people who are the people who support the times, you know, because they went more to like a subscription based model for their business. It's the same kind of kind of person. Yeah. Who's like yeah. a well to do or like people, someone earning a decent living who's liberal living in a city. and. So it's just kind of running away. And like, and you see how they're trying to bring younger people in. Like, that's why they bought Wordle or they bought Mm -hmm. The Athletic and trying to be like, yo, we do other stuff, too. But I mean, until like the editorial perspective changes, like they're going to just I don't see them expanding their audience most of the time. Like, yeah, there is good reporting. And then you have to you juxtapose that with some of the awful fucking takes that are in there, too. And you're like, I don't even like this shit's like hitting 20 percent of the time. Mm. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring the Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm elia connie and this is family therapy my best hopes i guess identify the life that i want and and work towards it i've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. 
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, and we were talking about (laughs) the story we were going to skip because it's still going to be here in a while, but... It's it's just too crazy. Then we then we just started talking about how we need to talk about it. So uh, there's an LAPD thing. We'll we'll get to the. It, it's just a propaganda update. There's a bunch of good shit being done by Alec Caracatsanis on the New York Times, and how their coverage of the subway shooting just really they used that as a as a way to feed into all this these bullshit propaganda narratives but we wanted to today talk specifically about this LAPD story that dropped just yesterday warning residents that 17 gangs are sending out crews to conduct follow home robberies and the only source they cite for and like this is a crime that is definitely happening in LA yeah. in the in the past Six months. I've heard of. Or it you, you hear about it. However, juxtapose that it. with the overall statistic that crime is going down. Crime is going down. Yes, that's that's you know, and I think that's the thing we like. I think Alec points out really well in his thread. He's like, even even if you these things are reported, it's still adding to this fucking myth that the crime crime rates are going up when yeah. we're experiencing fucking lows. Anyway, the only so, source they cite for the like this is a major problem side of the story is an LAPD task force that presented this narrative at a press conference it, and it is clearly politically motivated and it like they just call out the progressives by name they call out a unconvicted person that they've arrested by name being like this mm-hmm. person's been arrested like three times and they keep you know the da keeps putting them back out on the street but i just want to talk about the specific examples of the crimes that they are talking about because the the strategy here and has uh, the strategy has been in L.A. for the past, I'd say, you know, three months, four months has been to get the ultra, ultra wealthy scared. Right. That's so that they continue to push progressives out of politics and bring in your Rick's Caruso and, you know, these people who are real estate developers who can just make L.A. more of a place where you can. Get rich, essentially. Oh, I'm in the don't fuck my money up party. Yeah. Yeah. So they talk about one guy who's arrested on gun charges, let go because they didn't have shit on him other than him having a gun, still hasn't been charged. They reveal his full name and his crimes are, he's tied to this, these crimes where they're robbing people who are wearing watches or carrying property worth more than the average American's annual salary. Oh. And 2x the median income, which is $35,000. I'm just going to read directly. Adams, according to Moore, was involved in eight separate follow-off robberies over a six-month period starting last fall, including one in which two UCLA students were oh. robbed of hey, two watches. That could have worth- been me. <laughs> two watches. Okay, just wait for this part. Okay, though, and then two let me know if this could have been you. Was it G-Shock? two watches? Two hundred worth nearly one hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. Fuck out of here. Why? Yeah, students. How? 
why are you in college if you are able to wear a watch that yeah worth that much exactly like fuck out of here bro like i know how you're, you're in college yeah because your your uh resume on the wa- water polo team was fucking lit even though you've never been in a pool before <laughs> but so yeah so this is a tale now again this is a crime i understand that's a robbery but what we know we know this in the culture is just getting got Yes. Um, There's a most deaf song about this very specific thing that says, come on now. uh, What'd you expect? Got a month's paycheck dangling off your neck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right, because people are rubbing their mints, looking at you. Another line is Mr. Fashion. That's how never last long. The harder you flash, harder you get flashed on. Mm hmm. And that, that was great. a month salary, a month salary. I don't know anybody who makes one hundred and forty. That's a month. I know he has to month. update that. <laughs> What'd you expect? Got a person's nine years worth of salary dangling off your neck. I mean, that's a fucking. You're you look you look like a mark. Maybe I, I, I they were on their way to pay for their tuition with it. Like they're on their way <laughs> to the admissions office and being like, "Hey, we just want to jazz up this really sour experience of paying." six-figure college tuition so here's our chains worth that much but right here just here take that i mean this was <laughs> yeah. I, this they got they got like they got spotted at a club right wasn't that yeah where they, it started? so it was 145 where two watches worth nearly one hundred forty-five thousand dollars after leaving a club a second in which two foreign tourists were robbed of watches worth seventy three thousand dollars and a third in which fifty one thousand dollars in property was stolen yeah so my question is it, are they Talking about this because they want the ultra wealthy to get scared and, right. you know, get Rick Crusoe elected or, you know, get Gascon out of out of like the the progressives out of politics, that sort of thing, which seems to already be the movement. Or are they talking about this because these are the only crimes that they've actually addressed because they only address crimes that affect the ultra, ultra wealthy? Mm would be my question. Uh, I mean, I, and I get it. You know, wealthy people should be scared. You just want to wear your bust-down Audemars to mm. fucking, you know, the Petco. And now you got but people this waving town cases in your face. This isn't fun anymore, Miles. This town isn't <laughs> fun. I have to, like, get a driver and a security guard to drive me around. That was the literal quote from a lady right. in an L.A. magazine article. It's becoming Brazil, to be honest. I'm pretty soon going to have to just take a helicopter everywhere because the streets are so fucking dangerous. Yeah. It L.A. Oh, I mean, we can get to L.A. Magazine. That place has completely Holy fucking shit. embarrassed itself. I follow them motherfuckers on Instagram. Every story they put out, they put one like Gavin Newsom hangs out with Russian oligarchs and shit. <laughs> and you read the story like has nothing really to do with any of that shit. And all they do are talk about these crime stories, which, again, are all there to ignore the basic fact first, right? That yeah. most crime is near historic lows in the country. And also yeah, but, that crime, like across academic disciplines, crime, like the consensus is crime is caused by inequality. It is right. not caused by a lack of police or more police, which seems yeah. to be the only argument being presented in the New York Times and the LA Times on these stories. It is fucking wild it is unbelievable like it's straight up propaganda for the police and it is the only perspective that is being presented in like what is seen by most people as like the the major like the all the news that's fit to print 
And it shows you, man, if you if you repeat shit enough, it becomes fact. Just yeah. despite the yeah. fact, like we're saying, crime is down, but you keep saying, oh, this, 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 look at all the shoplifting, blah, blah, blah. Don't talk about why people even steal shit. Right. You know what I mean? People don't steal shit because they have everything either. But and even sociologists like the way we stave off fascism is through like addressing inequality. But it's very like taking advantage of the clickbait. Like it's clickbait, mm-hmm. right? Almost like, hey, here's a direct correlation. We need more guns and we need that money to pay for guns and more cops. And like, we're going to keep like you, you scare rich people. What do they do? They go and buy more security systems and they like we need more police yeah. surrounding our, our neighborhoods. And it's like, but read past the headline read like go search for it elsewhere from your like notifications you're getting from like you know these very very like clickbaity type sites and and it's just it's unfortunate yeah. that it hasn't worked in the last two decades why not try something else why not look just a little bit further that we need to stop funding the cops right it's and i can't it's not journalism if you don't ask multifaceted you have a multifaceted approach to something like this if you're just asking the police commissioner what their take is mm-hmm. it's going to lead them to as alec was pointing out write shit like they're writing shit in the new york times where they're trying to say that because four thousand people were arrested in march that there were declines in shooting incidences in january and february yeah that was that is an argument that was linked off to like so they oh, they man. sum they summarize it as like a surge of arrests has led to like so the the New York Times like la- it's laundered into something that sounds reasonable and New York Timesy in the text of the New York Times but then they're linking off to an article that basically makes the claim that a decline of nine homicides in March or sorry in uh, January and February was the result <laughs> of arrests made in March yeah and let me and let me explain that because this guy was like, man, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to use my gun today. Actually, you know what? Nah, because I'm going to get arrested in a couple weeks. <laughs> so let me put, let me put the, let me put violence away today. What are, what's, how, how yeah. are we supposed to process that? Yeah. And it's the, you know, uh, America is spending money on policing and on the caging of human beings at unprecedented levels in the history of the world. And we don't have unprecedentedly low crime. We our crime is low compared to where it was in the 90s. It's not unprecedentedly low compared to other countries that don't spend this much on policing and don't have like truly historic, like by historic standards like that. This is what the United States is going to be viewed as like. Thousands of years from now, they'll be like, oh, that was that. Well, the planet is going to be fucked. Not gonna, gonna right. <laughs> well, you know, there'll still be. Well, the yeah, ashes we'll, that we'll the see. aliens yeah, find. The aliens, they'll be like, oh, that was a society that like caged their humans. Like that. Yeah. That is what is un- they're like is what is noteworthy about the united states they didn't see the fundamental sickness of their culture that they invest more in carceral tech and death generating technologies than the well-being of their own people and then were curious as things began to degrade hmm weird huh. <laughs> fuck anyway i mean yeah. i get we might as well talk about the new york times side of it because the there was a shooting in the brooklyn subways right and the new york times quickly made that a thing so the the headline started as several people shot in brooklyn subway station 
that those are the facts. It was quickly revised to shooting in subway station heightened simmering fears about public safety becomes an article where they talk about Eric Adams, the new mayor, defending a return to broken window policing. Which, that hasn't been debunked. Right. 300,000 times. So thoroughly, thoroughly, repeatedly debunked. The lead article on the shooting did not mention that the U.S. is an outlier in the availability of guns or poverty or inequality or lack of mental health care <laughs> or that the New York, Jeez. the NYPD had just added more cops to the subways just because th- those would seem to be the relevant facts in yeah. which a, a shooting happens. Did they mention that, mo- like, there weren't a lot of deaths or there wasn't like any deaths because people like New York citizens were applying tourniquets to the victims. Like, right. where were the cops saving anyone? It was just like, well, I can't believe this happened. The cops just some. They're like, this, our radios don't know? work. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, no, New York citizens are saving each other in these situations because we're all like no longer able to depend on on the police so we all have to have our plans in place right ourselves yeah and i think i mean that, that, that if anything that only hurts the police when people realize that on their own yeah you know when they're like oh yeah y'all really don't do shit at all for us you know like i get sometimes people feel safe when they see that squad car or something and they feel sketched out or something but that's not actually that's not that's not how we derive our safety right. that's not where are, that's not the source of our stability as a as people at all. Like I've been in movie theaters where there's a police officer or security guard, right? When you go to a movie and like uh, on a big weekend or whatever, mm-hmm. and I never go to and like, hey, that cop's gonna save me. I look at that exit and I'm like, how fast can I run out of there if anything? Right, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's my instinct now. Right. Yeah. Anyways, the yeah, it it really does seem like I don't know a concerted effort. I don't. I'm of still, course. of course. Yeah, but like, is it is the thing driving this the fact that the paper like is involved in some like backrooms deals? Is it just that they depend on the police as sourcing and like the if it bleeds, it leads dynamic, like makes it so that that is their most important source? Like that makes sense to me. But this is it like it. To this point, that has always been my explanation. Like, the media, the police are, you know, in a handshake deal, and, like, that is why we get basically the police digest in in our papers and and on the local news. But this, like, feels concerted. Like, this feels like they're getting editorial, like, guidance. Right. And I, I think, really, just it all boils down to the fact that people will not stand up to the police ever. Mayors can't do it. Like no elected official can do it. So how the fuck is a newspaper going to do it? And I get that, like, it starts off with this sort of like, you know, mutually beneficial relationship of like, give me a scoop. I'll write your skewed version of this reality. But I think now it's like almost like reflexive. Like there's so there's such a a habit to not really examine what the role in the of like policing or the waste of money is that it's like I just. We'll default right to, yep, 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 we'll go with whatever you got. And I think the other hard part about it is when you have, just in general, a lot of people who are ascending to, like, journalism in these places, they're not as connected with the reality of, like, what working people, like, people in poverty, what life is like, if that, you know, I think they they just view it as, like, yeah, because poverty is chaotic, that it's like, and then these people, they're so 
It's just you don't know what's going on out there. And we don't really need to examine that further to understand human beings. We'll just take it from the perspective of more carceral technology, yeah. more spending, more prison. And that's the solution. Yeah. They led their story about the shooting with saying that the shooting is reminiscent of a string of other incidents in recent years. And they don't say which things are. <laughs> they, they don't say. Hey, up to you, reader. Project your own fear it into that. a trend when the thing that is noteworthy is that this is not a you know thing that happens very often. Right. Yeah. Zoom out more, you know? Like, ask why we have so many people who are you know, in terrible situations, whether they have lack of mental health support, mm-hmm. end up becoming a doomsday prophet on YouTube where they're like talking all kinds of wild shit. And you're like, mm. uh, there's just not enough cops. Need to... Not enough cops uh, raising these kids. also, you should be given a gun at the turnstile and heading into the subway, you know, I'm... straight up. Jesus. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what kind of genius solutions we see coming off after this because now a lot of people especially on like new york twitters you hear everyone's talking about like oh now they got cops everywhere in the subway like even when they're there it wasn't working like and and it's weird because a lot of the tone from people does feel they're like what the fuck is this all for yeah you know we have all you couldn't it took you this long to catch them that these three specific cameras stopped working with all this fucking temp like nearly 11 billion dollar budget yeah. All right, CJ, before we let you go, though, I want to I do want to hear a little bit about what running the break, what like and just NBA fashion from your perspective. Like, where yeah. are we? Yeah. Are we at a high point? Like, obviously, the high point is like Larry Bird and his clothing. <laughs> but like, oh, yeah, it's mostly going to be Larry Bird and um, <laughs> and Josh Giddy, um, the, the modern day Larry Bird. No, I mean, it's like we, we've seen in the last few years how. NBA and sports coverage has gone past the X's and O's and, and the wins and losses. Um, so in, into like the league fits and the, hey, what, you know, the tunnel entrances and like coverage begins when a player is walking out of their bus Arrives. or their car and walking into the arena from Russell Westbrook to Kyle Kuzma to uh, Shai Gillis-Alexander, like those guys. And so we we kind of thought, you know, there hasn't been daily coverage of that and like the the trends and sort of like the trend watch and, and what's going on off the court. So running the break is is sort of your weekly coverage um, co-hosted by Alex Wong, who is a really great NBA journalist out of Toronto, um, wrote the book cover story. But yeah, we're, we're sort of adding that dedication and commitment to that sort of pop culture and, and fashion and trend coverage to the NBA. Nice. Beautiful. What is there a trend that you're excited about? That is there a dread like somebody whose fits are like extra dope, like that's new to the league or that's new to the league. I mean, you know, I'm trying to think who I really like. Who's on the come uh, up, you know? Who do who do we need to keep because we know the main up. the heavy hitters. We see them every time. One, this guy is like very close to being at the top of the list, Jordan Clarkson. I mean, I have like a little yeah. bit of a uh, a bias towards him because he's half Filipino, but like yeah. I, I really think 
in, in fashion in general, skinny jeans do not wear skinny jeans anymore. But like, and so Jordan Clarkson has just like very much very baggy and like almost just like extreme norm core to, you know, just, uh, I think he was just recently wearing um, the Camel Joe windbreaker. Like, do you guys remember the Camel Joe sort of swag and merch from back in the day where people would collect like the, the Joe like, Camel the, points. Yeah. The yeah, Camel yeah, yeah. bucks off of cigarette yeah. boxes and they were making like legitimate merch. Yeah. So he's been kind of like, I think he's like built a collection of this stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, I know myself as like a vintage streetwear collector. I went on Depop and eBay and started looking for that stuff. So I think he's, he's, uh, there's guys who can sort of like dress well. And I think that's like sort of dictated by a lot of fashion people out there. But like Jordan Clarkson's a guy who I think is sort of like leading those movements. I think Russell Damn. Westbrook has like led those moments uh, and movements. And, and PJ Tucker, in terms of the type of sneakers, that it's just not like the most expensive stuff. It's, um, you know, what, what's the story behind some of these pieces? And right. I hope like, you know, running the break, we, we can kind of just get super, super in depth on stuff like that. Yeah, that's dope. I mean, also, you know, I don't I every single one of my Filipino friends, they weren't <laughs> caught slipping out here with fashion. So I'm like, yeah, what's Jalen? How's Jalen Green's fashion? He feels he seems he doesn't seem like he's taking big swings, but he he dresses all right. He's getting there. I mean, the funniest thing about Jalen Green's fashion, and, and I think we'll get into this, like the business aspect of it is that he signed with Adidas. But he's mm-hmm. clearly a guy who like loves Air Forces and dunks. And so now <laughs> he has to wear these bape shoes that are are essentially oh, air force yeah. uh yeah babes is like air force bootlegs and knockoffs right and right, so right. i it's it's a trend that i really love where, where these these young players were like clearly nike heads growing up but then they're signed they, they went <laughs> right is. they're like oh man i love uh leaning sportswear yeah. man yeah couldn't so honored to be rocking their shoe yeah so wow. it's just it's fun seeing these guys just try to like figure out how to how to keep repping that stuff so yeah i think it's going to be episodes like that covering covering the the silly and 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 not so serious but with that sort of very like in-depth focus right analysis yeah nice man well jalen's wearing off-white ones in this old picture jalen hurry up that better be pre pre deal pre deal (laughs) (laughs) all right well such a pleasure having you where can people uh find you follow you all that good stuff uh yeah at cj toledano on twitter um at follow through la is is the the company and then yeah i'm hosting i mean this comes out on the 14th today so i'm I'm hosting nba twitter live for tnt on their twitter uh nba on tnt on friday for the nice playing finals and then okay. yeah and then watch out for this little baby monster that megan and i are creating right now yeah wow. congrats man that's cool man that- the the plan's been super exciting. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. first two we were last night as we record this, and th- those are both really fun games. Yeah. Great. I'm glad the Wolves are in. I'm glad the yeah, Wolves are in. Yeah, me too. Patrick and Beverly. Breaking yeah. the internet, not of, like pre-playoff. That's how you know the playoffs are about to be great. That Patrick Beverly is like creating storylines not even in the postseason just yet. Yeah. Right. Is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Um, let's see here. I, I, I dropped a link in there. It's just classic sort of shit posting. It was, I mean, it, I hate to, it's almost like reading back someone's joke, but I think it was pretty boy Navi. How, how do they know an animal is extinct? Like, or how do you, how do they know an animal is extinct? Like you looked everywhere. <laughs> he probably delivered in his brain a little bit better, but yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, miles, yeah. where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Y'all know about Mad Boosties. 
probably know about 420 Day Fiance. So come through to those <laughs> wonderful podcasts. Um, let's see a tweet. I like this one from at PJ Evans. Nice book. Too bad it was all plagiarized from the dictionary. Mm. <laughs> I just love Man. that concept. And then uh, and then just this one kind of made me laugh because like I, I remember a lot of the, the theater kids I would hang out with like in high school and just beyond. But this is from Natalie Kernut at Nollipops tweeted, it's actually bad luck to say MacBook inside an office. You have to call it the Scottish laptop. Um, so anyway, for all the Shakespeare theater heads <laughs> yeah. out there, so stupid. All right, let's see. A tweet I've been enjoying. Uh, uh, Lamps tweeted, if sea turtles tried paper straws, they would understand. <laughs> Come on, take one for the team, sea turtles. Right. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. footnotes. We'll link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song are we sending people to go check? We're going to send you off. Uh, you already know, I love Hiatus Coyote. Yeah, the Mood Valiant came out a while back, and now they have a remix album called Mood Variant. Do you see what they did there? Man, it's all remixes from that album, and this one is the first track on that album. It's the remix of their track Blood and Marrow. But the remix is by Stro Elliott. And we've uh we've we've gone out on some Stro Elliott before, like in the past. But yeah, this is a really, really fantastic uh remix of an already fantastic track. So Blood and Marrow, the Stro Elliott remix. I got the uh the official hey, who's that? Hey, what's this? What's that? Who's this? Yeah. What's this? What are you playing? Yeah. Approved stamp there approval it is. for me. It piqued his curiosity. All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zite gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. 
And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.